Hello, my friends. This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn from the Perkiavos podcast. And before we begin this episode, I just want to apologize. Usually, we always try to have the top of the line audio for you to enjoy every episode. But due to a recording error, the audio on this episode is not going to be as good as usual, but the content will still be the same great Torah that you're accustomed to. So with that, enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Perki Avos podcast with Rabbi Shlomo Kohn, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to say hello, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Additionally, if you like this podcast, you might also enjoy my other podcast in the weekly Torah portion. You can search for it by looking in the show notes or by looking for the Practical Parsha podcast. For this week, we continue with chapter one, Mishnah Yud, chapter one, Mishnah 10. And we are discussing the teachings of Shmai and Avtalion. Shmai and Avtalion were the leaders of the generation and it's brought down that they were descendants of non-Jewish kings. It's a question if they themselves were converts or they were descendants of converts. But the teachings that they're going to tell us, they were they themselves experienced and knew a lot about what they were going to teach. The first Mishnah and Mishnah 10, Mishnah, Mishnah Yud that we're going to be teach about, teach, teaches us about leadership, power. And they themselves knew that the potential pitfalls of having too much power and the negative effects it could have on a person. The Mishnah reads as follows. Shmaya and Avtalion received the tradition from them, from Shimon ben Shetach. Shmaya Oimer, what was Shmaya's teaching? He said as follows. Ohav Love work. And hate positions of power. And don't become too friendly with the government and the government officials. So we have three teachings here in this Mishnah from Shmaya. Number one is Love work, what that means, we'll discuss it. Number two is hate positions of authority. And number three is don't get too cozied up to the, to the government, to the politicians. And we'll explain why. Now, the first thing I want to bring down is a famous story, which is brought in the Talmud in Tractate Yuma. And the, the Gemara speaks over there that the Kohen Gadol, when he would finish his service in the temple, would walk home with throngs of people escorting, escorting him from the, from the Beis Hamikdash, from the, from the temple. And the, it is during different times in, uh, in our history, not every single Kohen Gadol, not every high priest was extremely righteous. In the beginning, there were, there were times where people used their, their wealth or their power to gain access to the office of the high priest. And the high priests 
were walking and the people were following the high priest. And when the people saw Shmaya and Avtalion, they left the high priest and they started following Shmaya and Avtalion. And the the Kohen Gadol took affront to this. He was his his he was insulted. And the, the Kohen Gadol made a comment uh, putting down Shmaya Avtalion's uh, lineage. And Shmaya Avtalion made a comment back to the Kohen Gadol that it's better not to have lineage, but rather to have to follow in the correct path of the Torah. And one thing I just want to bring up this story, I don't have the exact wordage in front of me, which is, it's a shame because it was a very good line back and forth. I don't want to take time to go get it now. But the idea here is that in Judaism, any person has the ability to gain extreme spiritual heights. You know, many times there's this misconception that, you know, only if um, uh, you know, if a person is a child of a rabbi or if they come from that background, do they have the ability to have that close connection to Hashem? That's not the case in Judaism. We have all types of people, white collar, blue collar, um, you know, people who, who have different skills, people have, who have pedigrees in their lineage, people who don't have pedigrees, people who come from a background of converts, they convert to Judaism. Everyone has an opportunity to have that relationship with God and everyone has the opportunity to gain tremendous, to get to tremendous spiritual heights. And this is something which is an exemplified by Shmaya and Avtalion because they themselves were not people who had that lineage, right? And according to some opinions, they were themselves converts. They, they themselves converted to Judaism, but yet they became the leaders of the Jewish people, Everyone went to them for advice. So it's one thing we should know and we should remember that we don't have to have this background to, to feel that we can be good Jews. You don't need that background. It's just the desire within ourselves to improve ourselves and to work on that relationship and to work on our observance of mitzvot and Torah. And with that, God willing, we will get that connection and go to higher and higher heights. It's funny because one time I actually met somebody who, who said that he didn't feel comfortable in the Jewish community because he was more of a blue-collar worker. And for some reason, he was under the impression that in the Jewish community, there's only, there's only people who are doctors and lawyers. Sure, there are plenty of doctors and lawyers, but there are also plenty of mechanics. There are plenty of machinists. There's plenty of people who are plumbers. There's all types of people in the Jewish community. And you know what? It doesn't make a difference what profession you are, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or Indian chief, or any, anything, a plumber, electrician. Everyone has the opportunity and the ability to have that connection, no matter what the background. And we can't let that be something that holds us back, or God forbid, to, should be an excuse for us to not fulfill our responsibilities and our duties towards Hashem. Another important point we see from this Mishnah and the whole story of Shmaya and Avtalion is that if somebody is a Torah scholar, no matter if they have this, like we said, this lineage, this yichus, as we refer to it in Hebrew, this pedigree, you have to give them honor. And the Talmud relates to us 
that if there is a Talmud Chacham who is a Mamzer and a Kohen Gadol Am Haaretz, and I'll explain what that means. If you have a Kohen Gadol who is unlearned in Torah and at the same time you also have a Talmud Chacham who comes from a, a Mamzer, comes from a forbidden union, right? A, a Mamzer in English is referred to as, as a bastard. Somebody who has who comes from an unholy union, right? There's certain limitations of who they can marry in Jewish law. But as far as the person themselves, if they are a Torah scholar, even if they have, even if they're a, a, a mamzer, you still have to give him honor before you, you give honor to the Kohen Gadol. Even though the Kohen Gadol is the high priest, he himself represents this office and, and this position, which which is which which um demands respect, but the person who actually is the Torah scholar, even though he's a, he's a mom, he comes with this unholy union, but he's a Torah scholar still, and that demands respect more than the person who is a Kohen Gadol and he's unlearned. Just puts things in perspective for us about people who are Torah scholars, who are the Torah sages, people who are, you know, who, who we look up to, that we have to give them a proper amount of respect. We have to be very, very careful with their honor. Um, and it's just something we should remember. You know, it's very easy nowadays in our generation. We, you know, everyone, everyone's the same. We're all buddy, buddy. And it's very fun. We should have, we should have relationships with our rabbis and with our, and with our Torah leaders. We have to be very careful with that relationship to always make sure we never cross that line to make it you know, inappropriate. To not do something that we we you know maybe we shouldn't be so just to be so what's the word we should just we should just be careful when we we to have a certain level of respect and and honor when we're dealing with somebody who is a Torah scholar. Now the first teaching of the Mishnah is Ehav Esamalacha, love work. Now the first thing I wanted to point out is that what is this expression of love your work? Do you love your work? I don't think anybody loves their work. I shouldn't say that. I don't think it's a funny term. Why does the Mishnah use love your work? I would say most people don't love their work. Even people who say they like their work a lot, a lot, there's always parts of it that you just can't stand. Why is it the Mishnah is telling us to love work? So the first thing we need to know is there's a concept called Adam La'amol Yulad. A person was born to toil. We were born to work. And it also says that if a person in the Talmud, it brings down that if a person doesn't have anything to do, it leads to atrophy, she'imus. It leads to this downward spiral to decay. That a human being, we need to be use our time in a productive way. Sure, as we get older, you know, people retire. But even when we retire, it's possible to use our time properly, to not just waste our days away, to be productive what we're doing, to, to, um, to use our time in, in, a, in a productive fashion. And this is what it means, Ehav Esamalacha. Doesn't mean that you have to love every aspect of your job. Sure, it is important to like what you're doing. That's not what the Mishnah means. The Mishnah means enjoy the fact 
that you're busy. Enjoy the savor, the feeling of, of working hard. Right? I'm sure we all know the feeling when you come home and you worked very hard that day. There's a certain sense of satisfaction that a person gets as opposed to the day we all go to work and really nothing was going on that day. We didn't really do much. It's a certain empty feeling inside of us that you just can't compare to that sense of satisfaction when we worked hard and we're tired and we go to sleep and we sleep well. We feel good. We feel like we accomplished. Sure, there are challenges in the different occupations that we find ourselves in, but we're keeping ourselves busy. We're being productive. And it's not just about being busy. It's about being busy with productive things, with things which lead to positive outcomes. Because if we're not going to be busy, we're not going to work. We're not going to try to earn a livelihood. We're not going to keep ourselves busy with different productive activities. So it's going to lead to a person, you know, getting into this sense of inertia to get into a bad schedule. And then it's just downhill from there. It gets into a vicious cycle. Secondly, another reason why the Mishnah says love what you do is to bring out this point that it is important for a person to try to find an occupation that you do enjoy doing. It's torture to do something that you can't stand for 30 years. But to do something that you enjoy, it's something which is, um, could be fun, could be very um, beneficial for an individual. So obviously, there's no perfect job. There's no, nothing's perfect. You know, you always try to find that 60-40 balance where the majority of the time you enjoy what you're doing. But there's always going to be those aspects and those jobs that you can't stand. But the point is, the mission is telling us, try to find something that you enjoy, that most people, what takes up most of their time is pursuing a livelihood. So when you're going to do that, try to find something which can, which you gain some satisfaction out of. And, you know, everyone should realize that just being productive and going to work every day, that in itself should give us a sense of satisfaction that we're being able to support our family. We're, you know, we're helping a business function, whatever we do, we're helping, you know, um, Whatever, whatever industry we're in, whatever job we work at, we should take satisfaction in, in the accomplishments that we do and that the fact that we're honestly trying to bring home a, a living in an honest way. I wanted to bring out that when we have this focus that we're, we're feeling good about this, this, this accomplishment that we have of supporting ourselves, when we have the proper outlook, it makes it into a mitzvah itself. Right, we know it's brought down the Talmud that it says a person should not say to himself when it comes to earning a livelihood, Oh, I'm a great person, I'm a great person, I'm a Kohen, right? I, I can't do menial work, but rather, what does the Talmud say when it comes to a person finding a livelihood for his family? It says, Don't say you're a great person, don't say. You're, 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 you're a Kohen, therefore you can't do menial labor. Rather, what you should do is you should go, and even, even if to, to earn a livelihood, go into the marketplace and skin an animal. If, if that's what it means, you need to earn a livelihood. If it's an honest living, don't say I'm such a great person, I can't do that menial job. 
Rather, you should go skin an animal in a marketplace, which which is very, it's a tedious, um, you know, a menial job, very labor intensive. And when we have that in mind that we're trying to support our families, that's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, and when we and we we think about that, it makes it brings what we do every day to a higher level. And I talk about this a lot. This idea that this is one of the unique aspects about Judaism, that we have the ability to take the mundane and to elevate it into the spiritual, that even us going to work every day can be something which is a mitzvah because we're doing, why are we trying to support our family? So we should be able to have food on the table. So we should have food to, to, to serve God. We should have energy to serve God. We should be, have money to send our kids to yeshiva and to support Jewish organizations. That's why we're doing it. It's not just, and ends to go on vacation. We're not doing to work just to make more money and more money and more money. We have a purpose. We have a goal. And there's a higher goal to that. And when we have that in mind, the actual work that we do can become into the status of a mitzvah as well. The second thought of the Mishnah is sona esarabonus. A person should hate positions of authority. It does not mean a person should hate the rabbinate. Rather, it means positions of Leadership, meaning power, when it comes that a person, a person shouldn't look for positions of authority necessarily. Obviously, we need leaders. We need people to make decisions, but we shouldn't be trying to sniff out these places where we're going to be have to make decisions for other people. If it comes to us, fine, we have to learn how to deal with it, but it's not something that we should try to be looking for, and that's what the Mishnah says, and we we see from Yosef, from, from Joseph, that we know that positions of authority have the ability to cause someone's life to, live, to end earlier than someone else has that risk. It's not, it's not for sure, but we see from Yosef, from Joseph, that he passed away before his other brothers. And he was the one who was in the position of authority. He was the viceroy of Egypt. So we see that it could, it's... Um, that it can, has the power to, to um, shorten the life of somebody who does it. And that's what the Talmud brings down. It says that a person, that the, the Rabbanus, it has the potential to bury its, to bury it, to, to uh, a person should stay away from the Rabbanus because it has the potential to bury him. And we see that from Yosef. But the idea is, is the question that really begs to be asked is that we need leaders. We need people who will make decisions. If the Mishnah is telling us that it's not good to be the person who's in position of authority, it's not good to be the leader, what are we going to do? We can't not have leaders. We need to have leadership. We need to have people who are going to make those decisions for the benefit of the community, even if it means having power over other people. So the question is, what do we do? How do we identify those type of people? And if a person's in that position of authority, in that position of power, how do they deal with it? No one wants to be, um, <clears throat> no one wants to get, have their life ended early because they're in a position of authority. So the, the answer to this is that if a person keeps in mind this concept, that they look at this position, that this is something I have to do right now, I was put in this position, right? Everything is from Hashem. We are, all, we are all at where we're supposed to be because God wants us to be there. 
But what's the problem when it comes to power? Many times people forget where they came from. What's the expression? The expression is power corrupts, total power totally corrupts. That if a person is in a position of power, naturally they, they forget where they come from. They start to begin to, to lord over other people, to become arrogant, to become conceited. So the mission is giving us a key here. If we want to do this right, that we have to remember that when we are in these positions, making decisions for other people, and we all are in positions that we make decisions, whether it be for ourselves, for our family, for other people, you know, it might be smaller for some and bigger for others. But the point is we have to remember that I don't want to be in this position of power. That should be our attitude. Fine, we're in the position. We didn't even do it. This is our job. But we should have an attitude of, I have to do this, but I don't want to be the boss. Meaning, meaning it's a balancing act. That if we try to remember this concept, that really this is where I, you know, a person should think to themselves, I don't really want to be doing this. I don't really want to be a, a uh, uh, someone who's making those decisions for others. But... I have to. And if a person keeps that in mind, they'll be able to, to, to be the right type of leader, that they're not, not going to come to a point where gonna, they're going to lord over other people, because that's the issue with positions of power, with positions of leadership that people sometimes forget where they came from. They forget that they're the same as everyone else, right? They come from the same, the same background, Right. So if we remember that I don't really want to be here, this has a risk, this position, you keep that in your mind. So then it, it, it's harder for that, that thought process to corrupt the power that a person has to get to a person's head and to, to have the negative effects of on him or her. Now, the last teaching in the Mishnah is do not be overly friendly to the government. Do not be, you know, become buddy-buddy with the government officials. Don't, don't like feel that you're put all your eggs in one basket. And on a simple level, this means the commentary is explained that when it says do not become overly familiar with the government officials. A, one understanding is that when a person becomes so comfortable with the government officials, they might feel pressured the official might pressure them to, 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 to do a favor for them, which might not be up to your principles, to do something for them back, right? If they're doing for you, they might something do, they might might ask for that favor back to collect that favor. And what they want might not match up with your beliefs, might not you know, align with the views of the Torah. And what are you going to do then? You're going to be in a tough spot because if you know, the, they're not going to keep the, the cookies to keep going if you don't do what they want you to do. And you don't want to lose that, that connection you have. So you got to be very careful. You got to tread very carefully because you don't want to be in a position where they're going to ask you for something. And then you don't, to, you might have to, you, you might feel pressured to um, give in and to break one of your principles. If they ask you to do something against the Torah, are you going to do it? That's why you have to just be very cautious and very careful when it comes to the, to the government officials. Another answer which I saw 
is that when it says this idea in the Mishnah, it's saying that a person shouldn't become too familiar, meaning that a person shouldn't think to himself that no matter how good of connections, that no, that no matter how good his connections are with the government, he shouldn't think that, oh, that's it. I'm connected. I'm good. We have to realize that nothing happens in this world only without God decreeing it should happen. It's brought down the commentaries to the Megillah by Purim that one of the reasons which, you know, the, the, one of the reasons why the Jews got into the situation where they faced this annihilation of Haman is because they felt very comfortable. They said to themselves, oh, we have Esther is in the kingdom. Esther is the queen. We're safe. You know, nothing's going to happen to us. We have one of our own is, in, is on the inside. We don't have to worry about anything. They forgot the God factor. That no matter how good our connections, even if Queen Esther is the queen of the Persian Empire, we have to remember that we, we rely on God and we don't rely on our connections to the government officials. We don't rely on the politicians. We have to remember that focus. And it's very easy to, to lose that focus and to think, you know, that, that a politician is going to save us and solve all problems, fine. We have to do our diligence and to vote. We're supposed to vote. That's, you know, the, the sages of our generation, the great Torah sages have told it's a mitzvah to, to, that it's important for, to, to go vote. We, we, but in the end of the day, we have to recognize that nothing happens to us in this world without God decreeing it should happen. That if the president of the United States or any president or any leader in any country does something, it's because Hashem decreed that that person should do this. Something. And, you know, it's interesting when it comes to leaders specifically, we say that normally a person has Bechira. Normally we have free choice. But when it comes to leaders, people who are in charge of nations, I believe that the commentaries bring down that they don't have choice. That there's an expression, it's brought down, Leiv Malachim Biad Hashem. There's a, a I'm, and I'm, I don't remember where the verse is from off the top of my mind, but the hearts of leaders are in the, uh, are in the hand of Hashem. That means the decisions that a leader is making, God is directly telling him to make that decision. Me and you, we have free will. We can make the decision. But the leader the president, the king, they don't have that free will to make those decisions. It's God who's pushing the buttons inside of them. And we should just keep that in mind. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't take part in the uh, political process. We should do our part. But at the same time, we shouldn't put all our eggs into one basket and to think that it's the politician who's doing something to us or for us. Sure, there are organizations, Jewish organizations, that advocate for the, the benefit of the Jewish community. That's something we do. It's called our hishtadlus. It's our due diligence. It's what we're supposed to do. But it's all just a, uh, it's sort of like a, like a facade in a way. Because we do what we're supposed to do, and God delivers the results. And that's really like that in all aspects of our lives. We think we're making a living. We think we're, we're, you know, we're being successful in everything, but really 
all we're doing is we're doing our hishtadlus. We're doing our due diligence to show Hashem that we're putting our best effort forward. And it's Hashem that delivers the results. It's God who sees to it that we're successful or not. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomakom with a K at gmail.com. Everyone have a great day.